Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeVen. And uh, joining me through the magic of the internet is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. What's good, Kevbot? Hello. I'm uh, I'm here. You it's, are. It's spring is springing. Yeah. Kev, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I got so many songs that I'm just busting at the seams with good songs that I... I've got a request. Can I steal one of your song slots? Again? Has this happened before? No, but I figured it it was going to, so I I was prepared to be upset regardless. Yeah. Luke, you gotta, you gotta just, Luke, you gotta ration your songs out, man. I know, I just got so many good songs. There's too many good songs out. I just want to play them all, you know? All right, let me, let me think. I got, I... I think crunch the numbers. Let me let me crunch the numbers. Okay, listen, I can do this, but I got to make a call really quick. Okay. Hey, uh, Martin, Martin, it's your cousin, Kevin Shkreli. Oh, what? Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I can't play that Wu Tang song this week. Oh shit! I know, I know, it was really hard for you to smuggle it out of prison. Oh. Uh, but I, listen, Luke. Luke's got too many songs. Yeah, I mean, what are you okay. Do? Oh, what? line went dead. Hey, he's probably fine. Yeah, yeah. Luke, you can have a song slot. It's no big deal. Okay, cool. Man, I've. Ah, well, whatever. It could have could have been cool, but we got to bump them. You know, got to do what you got to do. Um, hey, listen, bumps happen. The clan is not immune, <laughs> right? And speaking of. Uh, rap sensations like the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, I uh, I was uh, strolling through the old Hulu, and I noticed that there's a uh, documentary with Takashi 69 and I was like, I'm gonna need oh, to watch no. that at one point. But also, I'm just looking at the spelling of his name, because there's like a question mark in it. I didn't realize that. I was like, man. And then... You know, I keep seeing rapper names that are getting more and more outlandish. And sometimes I'm like, that sounds like a cartoon character or something. So I came up with a little game where I'm going to have you guess if the uh, name I read you is a cartoon character or a rapper in a game I'm calling Animation or Rap Sensation. Now, Luke, I'm concerned that you heard there was a documentary on Hulu about a troubled young musician, and you skipped right past the Britney Spears doc and somehow ended up on the Takashi 69 doc. Oh, I watched the Britney Spears doc. Don't fear. Okay. Maybe uh, we'll discuss that in a future episode, but I did Perfect. watch the Britney Spears one. But uh, but no, yeah, there's uh, I actually might do this game with band names, because we all know there's ridiculous band names out there, too. So I think who knows where you could go with it. But uh, I'm going to read these names, Kevin, and you're going to answer. You're either going to say animation if you think it's a cartoon character or rap sensation if you think it's a rapper. Are you ready? No, but let's do it anyway. Let's do it. Starting off, Pooh Shiesty. <laughs> oh, man. No one would name, well, (laughs) 
Boy, that's tough. Because I would think that no one would intentionally name themselves Pooh Shiesty, but the other, on the other hand, no one would name a character Pooh Shiesty, because that's like, <laughs> it's too on the nose. Gonna need an answer. I'm gonna go rapper. You are correct. Hey, yes! He actually just had a new album out, and he was the inspiration for the game, uh, along with Takashi 69 I heard that new album was the shit. <laughs> uh, next up, Sad Frosty. I'm th- I'm picturing I'm in my mind's eye, like the Ice King from Adventure Time, and like he would have a snowman that's bummed out. So I'm gonna go a cartoon character. That is incorrect. That is a rapper as well. Next up, Squeedly Spooge. You can't say that. <laughs> you can't just say Squeedly Spooge to me. I know. Oh god. Okay, this if this if I'm wrong here, I know what the game's doing and we'll get the rest of the answers right. So I'm going to say cartoon character. Correct. Uh Okay. And I I think that one's from Invader Zim and actually I think a lot of the cartoons I have listed are from Invader Zim. I don't know if that's going to help you or not. I'm just glad I was already able to trip you up because I thought it might be too obvious. I was worried after this one, if I had gotten it wrong, that they were all rappers and this was just a trick on me. So I'm glad to know that the game is... is No, no, there's cartoon characters. Fooby, up next, is Fooby. Fooby? Fooby. Fooby. Can I I get a spelling of that? F-O-O-B-Y. Ooh. See, I was... I'm going to be honest. I was thinking PH. Nope, it's uh, not. With an F? I'm thinking if you want to be a rapper, you want to make sure your search engine optimization is on point, right? Because you want to be findable on the internet. So less important is a cartoon character, so let's go cartoon character. Correct. That is a cartoon character. Hey! Here, now hmm. just follow your gut and try and guess quicker. I've got a bunch of good ones to get to. Okay, all right, all right. Lightning round. Fujiano. Rapper. Correct. Schooly. Schooly? Schooly. That's with a K. S-K-O-O-L-Y. Rapper. Correct. Yes. Spoopty. Cartoon character. Correct. Yeah. Skip to flippa. That's a rapper. Yes. <laughs> Mushi. Cartoon. Correct. You're killing it. Pee-wee Longway. I know we have to go fast, but excuse me? Pee-wee Longway. Rapper. Yep, you got it. Okay, this one's easy. Mr. Headass Trendy. (laughs) (laughs) Rapper. Yeah, his name's just too good. I had to get it in there. Mr. Sludgy. Cartoon. Correct. Mm -hmm. Leaky Bands. Oh, rapper. Yeah. Goopy Greer. Rapper? That oh. is a cartoon. Shy Glizzy. <laughs> That's gotta be a rapper. Correct. So, go ahead. I want to swing back on that one, though. No, no, go ahead. Let's talk about it. A Glizzy is a hot dog. Is it? Yeah. I've uh, never heard that. That's it's, hot dog It's the slang? dumbest... It's it's hot dog slang. So so shy glizzy means maybe, a bashful hot dog. Yeah, maybe maybe he's got pea shyness. 
<laughs> what? And it's a what an image! <laughs> oh man, Mr. Glizzy. Um, hey, Mr. Glizzy, I'm not trying to make any uh, accusations. There is just a joke. <laughs> Please don't be offended. Next up, Shotgun Willie. Cartoon. No. Yes, I was hoping you'd get tripped up. That is a rapper. <laughs> that no, that's like it's Elmer Fudd's cousin. It's, it's true. It, no, he's that dude. Like was out for duck season. Who knows? Maybe it's named after an old cartoon character, and I didn't realize it's possible. Oh, that would have been a good trick if there's some rapper out there named like Marvin the Martian. <laughs> um. Next up, Squishy Hugger. <laughs> cartoon. Yes, another Thank Invader God. Zim character. Yeah. Thank God, no one, no one take that name. <laughs> Squidly Diddly. Oh, cartoon character. Yes, he's the old Hanna Barbera octopus who plays the instruments. Uh, okay. Young Scooter. Ooh, rapper and Muppet. Yes. Wait, is that a Muppet? Yeah, Scooter. I. I've been watching the Muppet Show. Scooter's uncle owns the theater. Ah. Yeah, you've been seeing those sensitivity messages before it. Oh, cancel culture, am I right? Well, the Swedish chef is very offensive, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Last one. MCP Pants. That's a rapper. That's a trick question, so I'm going to give it to you. That is a cartoon character and a rapper. It's MC Chris's character on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, yeah, I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I I, own, I bought the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie album at a garage sale for a quarter, and that's my best garage sale find in the world. That's amazing. Yeah. I Want Candy is actually a great song. I Want Candy. Yeah, so good. Love MC Chris. Well, you did good. You only got three wrong. And I mean, I'm glad you got some wrong because otherwise, what's the point in playing if I don't trip you up at all? So you win. You uh, get a SoundCloud rapper account and um, I am going to name you for it. Your name is Fizzy Nipples. Uh, Have fun. (laughs) Check me out of the cloud, guys. All right. That was animation or rap sensation. All right. Well, this is, of course, best song ever. And we don't just uh, play great games like that one we just played. We also play some wonderful songs from great new artists. Uh, So we're going to do that now. I'm going to start us off with a UK post-punk band that just put out their debut album in February. This is the band TV Priest. I mentioned it briefly before, but I uh, did an interview with Charlie from TV Priest. And, uh, you know, usually I do interviews through email or over the phone, but we actually did a video chat. And he was just a delightful gentleman to talk to. And he was just like genuinely happy to be speaking to someone face to face. And he was just super nice. And I had a really great time talking to him and I'm going to play a clip from the interview uh, coming up here in a second. But first I want to talk about the band a little bit. Uh, This band is uh, made up of childhood friends who uh, used to play music together and then went their separate ways uh, as, as happens in life and 
then uh, Charlie was telling me really what brought them back together was just wanting to be playing music together, an excuse to see their friends, you know, because it's as you grow older, you know, you need need to uh, maintain your relationships any way you can. So they got the gang back together to play music and then uh, got their album put out on Sub Pop, which is one of the best labels in the world. Huge, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so they uh, they are post-punk band, which, you know, I sort of thought, okay, I got figured out what they're going to do. But then when listening to the album, there are some surprises and uh, things that you wouldn't expect from a post-punk band. They've got some sort of like anthemic rising songs and little interludes. And uh, they, they're pushing the uh, boundaries of the genre in an interesting way. And we're going to listen to a song called Slideshow. And the video for this song is Charlie just like scrolling on his phone uh, as different, like doing the endless scroll as we all are known. We've to all do. been there. Yeah. And uh, so I thought about it. He talks about in this song, uh, the chorus is like, all I ever do is talk. I've never really had an original thought. And it just makes me think of the endless content, you know, because everyone's constantly saying things. It's like, oh, there's just the sea of everything where it's like, where do you sift through to find the originality and the gems? But um, you, you know, like a lot of post-punk bands and I read the Pitchfork review of TV Priest and, you know, they're kind of like talking about the the commentary on society which is sort of the you know the genre that's sort of what it's like but charlie said to me that like you know he's he's talking about himself too and this album you might think he's just sort of being outwardly critical but he's actually criticizing himself too and so i wanted to play a little clip of him talking about the song that we're about to hear it's like that that song slideshow that you just said. You know the lyric. I've probably never had an original thought. Yeah. That's that's not about anyone. That's about me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's not about anyone else. That's about me. That's right, about right. my consumption of media and and my um, worry as someone that makes art. You know and yeah. And, you know and 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 has ideas. You know. <laughs> it's it's. That's not about like, oh, you know, look at all these people that's right, right. It's, 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 it's squarely, I am in the crosshairs there. <laughs> no, and that's something I feel like I've, I've in my years, heard many a conversation about like, oh, there's no new thing you can do. Um, but I, I don't know how much I believe that. Yeah, it's interesting because I think we are all sort of the sum of our influences <laughs> environmentally and societally. But yeah. Do you, do you think we there are some original thoughts in some way? Oh yeah, I, well I think I, I also think that 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 there is too much stock placed within the idea of originality in some ways because yeah. I think by the nature of the nature of who you are you you um like you say like you just said like through your society or your experiences or whatever you process information in a certain way and it comes out of you through you through the way that you know yeah yeah it's like I, your I, own it, filter yeah yeah and and you know what like if if you're it, any bit of art that you're making that is that has your fingerprints on it is 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 yours do you know what yeah. i mean like otherwise you'd just be in a cover band playing like you know <laughs> toy tracks you know like right. you know like it, it 
you're, you're letting it come through you you know so yeah. I, I i don't i don't necessarily believe that there's this idea that like yeah things are somehow i suppose you can have d- derivatives that's right, that's the right. thing you know someone could say of us oh, we are derivative of that you know or they are making music that is derivative of that but i mean it becomes so subjective yeah <laughs> So on that note, why don't we take a listen to TV Priest with the song Slideshow. Diggity dog. Hey, that's really good. I I really enjoyed how the the lead guitar on that song was just doing his thing. Yeah, and just like high to low. And then when when we hit the chorus, there kind of became a more melodic line to the music, but it's it still continued being a bit chaotic. Right, because it does start I, with just like that feedback sort of sound too. 
Yeah, and I can see exactly what you're talking about with the introspection that it that uh, he brings to the music. Because it's definitely, I expected it to be more an outward criticism, but the the main line throughout the song was, all I could do is talk. Yeah. And I certainly feel that way sometimes. Right. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we're doing it right now. We're just talking. I, we finally got to the, I finally got to the join a podcast part of quarantine. Right. <laughs> yeah. As many did. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, uh, too, like you're saying the more melodic part of it. And this is one of the few songs where he's actually like singing usually he's more like just talking and uh okay, yeah so i like that there's like there is some melody going on and then when he sort of screams that last part in the end is so gratifying love that and uh it's interesting i that line about you're well fed i i heard it i'm not sure i've read lyrics that you're well fed in a wealthy way but i heard it as you're well fed in a welfare way which made me think of like how, you know, people want to talk about like people on welfare trying to scam and uh, things like that. And like, really, I'm I my thing is sort of like if people are in need, then they can scam <laughs> to get, you know, people are in need when you have the wealthy. Uh, so either way, the line works for me for this metaphor, even though I don't know if this is what he's getting at at all, but then you have like the wealth, the wealthy getting breaks all the time, getting, yeah. whether it's tax breaks or bailouts, whatever. Um, but yeah, again, not sure if that's even what he's talking about with that line, but that's just hey, something to think of. Yeah. You don't need any reason when listening to Post Punk to just say eat the rich. It it comes with the territory. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and it's uh the the sort of social media angle I think comes through uh in an interesting way and that sort of doubt of like do I have anything original to say? That's something I definitely experience when doing this show. It's like what can you say about music that doesn't sound just overly pretentious or something that's been said a million times before? I'm really excited to give this a listen. I I had not listened to this album yet because I knew you're going to play it. I wanted to go in fresh. Yeah. So, I like this is this is exciting for me. I I've got a new album to listen to the second we stop recording. For sure. It's a good one. And, uh, you know, Charlie said he doesn't want people to think it's just fashionable because there is sort of the post-punk boom with, like, Idols and Fontaine's DC blowing up. Uh, Also, I feel like January, there were, like, Shame uh, came out with one right around this time, too, and then this came out in early February, and there was a few that I was like, oh, this is, like, a good time for post-punk. I think there are sort of cycles of what type of music is coming out and it'll weirdly sync up with a bunch of artists. I can't imagine why anyone would be angry right now. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense. Yeah. So that was TV Priest with Slideshow from the album Uppers, and that is out now on Sub Pop Records. And uh, look out for my interview with Charlie Drinkwater from the band uh out on off shelf very soon now luke uh you mentioned charlie Drinkwater. yes now what's the biggest thing of water ocean and i'm gonna bring you a track from oceanator hey 
which is the project of New York City multi-instrumentalist Elise Okusami. Have you heard of this? I have not. I'm excited. This is really cool. This is Spotify did well in my Discover Weekly. Uh, this was... So, as I said, this is Elise Okusami, who picked up and learned how to play the guitar at nine years old. Whoa. And I think this experience shows because she's just put out her debut full-length album, Things I Never Said. Nice. It's a really interesting project that equates early adulthood malaise with apocalyptic destruction, which uh, I certainly understand that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And she compares... Yeah, right? (laughs) Wild. Uh, she compares the anxiety and stress that many of us feel to physically the falling skies, rolling fires, and the end of the world. Yeah. This album has awesome tracks, top to bottom. I've been listening to it since I found it. And it definitely follows that theme with songs such as A Crack in the World, Hideaway, and The Sky is Falling. Hmm. Uh, but uh oceanator leaves you with a bit of positivity with the last song sunshine i think this is a project definitely worth listening to from uh top to bottom so i'm just gonna give us a tiny snippet today let's take a listen to oceanator with i would find you
Well, I'll give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy stamp of approval on that one. That was really cool. That was almost six minutes long, and it flew by because it's such a nice sort of bouncy pop song. I uh, I enjoyed that, and I was surprised. I liked the sort of the the sludgy bass going on, and I was surprised when that very like shiny synth came. Out. I was like, whoa, what's this going on? And then. As that sort of built more and then dropped out for a little bit and then came back in, I really uh, enjoyed what was going on in that song. Yeah, and apparently it's it's all her doing everything. Like nice. she's got a touring band, but this is totally her project. That's well the done. longest song on the uh, on the album, but top to bottom, it's it's really good. I highly recommend going to listen to it. And I liked the lyrics were kind of sweet about, like, you were talking about the apocalypse and just being like, I would find you. I would uh, keep away people who are trying to hurt you, you know, kind of a sweet sentiment uh, to someone you care about. And uh, I I liked that a lot. And I like the title, like, Things I Never Said. Like, it's like, you know, getting these things out before the world ends, you know? Yeah. It it certainly has that feeling of kind of pending doom, but yeah. in the meantime, like we might as well do our best. Yeah, I dig it. Definitely one of the albums I slept on last year, uh, since yeah. it was a twenty twenty release. Uh, but that was Oceanator with "I Would Find You" off of "Things I Never Said," courtesy of Polyvinyl. All right, I like we got a few different styles going on. We started with some post punk, had a nice synthy vibey jam there and now i'm gonna move on to soulful awesome building ballad here Uh, we got all your bases covered here we got it all and uh this comes from an acclaimed singer songwriter who is releasing her first album in four years this is valerie june and i first heard her in 2017 when her album the order of time came out um, her album before that one was produced by Dan Auerbach, and her new album is produced by Jack Splash, who's worked with the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Alicia Keys, and John Legend. And, uh, yeah. Hell of a resume. Right? While Valerie has always been stylistically adventurous, uh, implementing various sounds and styles, uh, she takes it even further and elevates her sound on this new album with epic orchestration and impeccable instrumentation. But the true star, of course, is always her songwriting and vocals, and we're going to hear that on this song, Call Me a Fool. Uh, This also features the legendary singer and Queen of Memphis soul, Carla Thomas, providing backup vocals. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, Valerie's vocals on this, you'll hear, they have the lovely southern twang but also like a badass bite to them she gets a little growl going on as she's uh belting out these beautiful melodies uh so let's take a listen to valerie june featuring carla thomas with call me a fool call me a fool Oh, yeah. Heard it pounding, knocking on the door, yeah. 
I will not. I will not call her a fool. That song gets a hot diggity dog. Yeah. Good. Don't call her a fool. Although I guess if you want to, it's okay. I, I'm a sucker for a song that starts nice, quiet, and intimate. Mm-hmm. And just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. I, those horns that came in. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Uh, that song was awesome. Right. Yeah. She's amazing. And... I had uh, listened to her album in 2017 and actually had had sort of forgot about her work. And then Lauren Lapkus was talking about it on the Freedom podcast. And then I saw she had a new song. I was like, oh, nice. Got to check it out. And I was just blown away. Just what other singer does that many different things with their vocals? Going falsetto, going just opening up and sort of belting, but then doing the growl thing. The growly. Yeah, that that that. stood out. Yeah, it definitely takes you by surprise, 
and um you know she's got sort of a cosmic theme with a lot of her work uh i noticed at the very end of the song everything dropped out there was kind of just like a cosmic just like floaty sound for the last yeah. five seconds of the track or so and like she has a song astral plane her one album was the order of time and then this new album is called the moon and the stars prescriptions for dreamers it's funny because i was like doing my notes i was like gonna comment on the cosmic theme and i was just listening to her top songs on spotify and the song that played was her cover of t-rex's cosmic dancer are you familiar with t-rex the band from the 70s yeah and that's like my favorite song uh and her cover of it is so good um but yeah and then she's got the song why the bright stars glow and uh, she's released like four or so. One's just like a little interlude that goes with one of the singles, but all the singles are really good. And I am looking forward to this album a lot. It is out next week, March 12th. So that was Valerie June featuring Carla Thomas with Call Me a Fool from The Moon and Stars, Prescriptions for Dreamers. And that's out March 12th on her own June Tunes Music which is under the Fantasy Records label. Luke, you did so well on that song. Why don't you give me another? Oh, yeah. Why don't I do that? Oh, and I got a good one for you, too. Ooh, I'm ready. I've uh, mentioned this artist. We This will be number episode number three of mentioning this artist. It was in our shouts two episodes ago, in our touts, in our mini episode, and now I'm playing her proper. This, a big old three-peat. A big old repeat. This is Katie Kirby. And this Hell one, yeah. you know, music is my sports, Kevin. You follow sports, and you know all the players and the teams. But for me, that's music. I follow the drama of the releases. I got my favorites. And then Cinderella Story, you love to see it when an underdog just takes you by surprise. And that was this Katie Kirby album. I uh, had not heard of it until I saw Stereo Gum uh, named it their album of the week. And I was like, oh, what's this? And checked it out expecting just your typical singer-songwriter type indie rock thing. But again, she's elevating the style and doing some really exciting things. Her debut is called Cool Dry Place. And it's uh, it's great. It's got some more... Uh, like pulled back guitar tunes, uh, but also some great grooves, some horns, kind of like we heard with Valerie June there, uh, and other orchestration, and just some really interesting songwriting and melodies going on. Reading Katie's story, I, uh, I definitely felt some relation and some crossover, even though I think our experiences are different but similar, definitely, because she was raised in uh, small town Texas, but uh, and started singing in church, and the the raised in church is my uh, relation because I also grew up, you know, going to the Baptist church. I played in the worship band too, and she talks about uh, in this uh, bio about the contemporary Christian music, and you know, we got to appeal. That's what Christian rock and pop try to do is just like you got to appeal to the masses. Um, so that we can get them to convert to our thinking, you know? Yeah, not a lot of risks taken. Right, right. She says, 
I can hear myself negotiating with that worship-ish music, fighting that deeply internalized impulse to make things that are super pleasant or approachable. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's the delicate balance always with music is like, you want to be original and like we talked about with TV priests, you want to be original and, uh, sort of be doing something different, but also you do want people to enjoy it and you want it to be somewhat accessible and uh, I feel like she she does that very uh, brilliantly on this album, sort of toes that line. She also said, until a couple of years ago, I spent much of my time falling out of love with God. My life until then hadn't just been participating in a church so much as completely profoundly believing, youth group sure, but also a few attempts to cast out demons. Learning how to think or see things outside of that is very intense clarified space was like rewiring my brain i guess that if there's one thing that unifies these songs it's that they're figuring out what to do or how to love or who to rely on outside of that context and like i said that's a really uh powerful feeling that i can relate to too and that's something i talked about with charlie from tv priest you know their album is called uppers and sort of like those people trying to deal with the harsh realities of life will turn to many things some turn to religion others turn to substances and um you know when you're raised in a religious atmosphere like that it it is difficult to uh figure out what to do once you are removed from that environment so that's a really powerful uh feeling that she's capturing throughout this album you know i could have picked one of the more uh just upbeat, more jam songs uh, that are more accessible. But I actually chose the song Cool Dry Place, the title track, which is a five-minute building ballad similar to uh, the Valerie June song. So we got back-to-back building ballads. Uh, and B- B2BBBs? B2BBBs. That's going to be my new vocal warm-up I do before the show. And uh, so... This song is uh, like a, it's five minutes long, another longy, but it flies by and I love it starts sort of restrained and then builds from there. So, you know, we're going to turn off our lights like we often do and just turn down that thermostat, uh, r- turn on that dehumidifier and let's listen to Katie Kirby with Cool Dry Place. Just another episode of tenderness In a long, long string of similar events Like a chain I whip around my neck That's the only part I want you say
You know what you shouldn't keep in a cool, dry place? What's that? Hot diggity dogs. <laughs> yes, and that's the last place you want those to be. That's that is a great album. I uh, we talked about this a little bit off the pod, uh, but it's really I think the whole album is a great demonstration of subverting expectations. Yeah, uh, and that song's a great a great uh, demonstration of that because even there's a point where it builds up and then for a note everything drops out. Yeah, I love that, and then it comes right back. And it, because I mean, two minutes into the into the song, it's this delicate, intimate, just like bare bones instrumentation, and she's just singing at a whisper. Yeah. And by the end, it's this, it's this big kind of echoey, grindy sounding, you know. Yeah, with that shredding just, guitar just at the thing. end. Yeah. So it's the whole album is is really good of kind of surprising you and delivering what you don't expect. So that's. It's definitely an album that I've I've enjoyed so far in the last week. Yeah. Week or two since it came out. Yeah, for sure. And it's been one of my favorites that came out this year so far. And I it's interesting cuz there's like I feel like sort of like a plant theme going on, you know, the cover she's standing with like some cactuses and some greenery around. There's a song Juniper and Peppermint and mm-hmm. uh it made me think of a cool dry place and I I think there's some plant that you that instead of giving it sunlight, you want to keep in a cool, dry place. Um, I don't remember what that is. A, I maybe I should ask my arborist friend, but I feel like I heard that at one point. But I liked this. It also made me think of like a sensory friendly zone or like a cool down tent of like. You know, like when you're overstimulated or something, and it makes me think of this like idea of like a person being a plant that needs to be tended to, and it's just like I'm just overwhelmed. Can you just put me in a cool, cool, dry place? Let me lay my head on your shoulder. So it's interesting. I like that sort of imagery, and then she's got this like the ten segments in an orange. Only so many ways that you can pull apart someone. Uh, Another, I mean, I guess it's kind of a plant oranges grow out of the ground or not out of the ground yeah i guess on a tree out of the ground um arborists everywhere are just (laughs) furious for this entire segment (laughs) i swear i swear it's true hold on let me google i don't i I do not uh advocate for luke's plant terrorism (laughs) whatever it is i'm looking at a whole list of plants here that don't need sun you got your bromeliads you got your chinese evergreen uh you got your draconia and now now to to make things worse luke's just mispronouncing as many plants purposely just twisting the knife in the side of arborists everywhere don't don't twist knives into plants actually arborists is specifically trees so i think maybe botanists but and now we've pissed off the botanists. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm offending them all today, but um, but, but no, I uh, I really like the sort of themes and uh, metaphors going on in the lyrics there. And she says the line about uh, you know, the rhythm's more important than the melody, which is interesting because I think to a lot of people that's true. You get a good groove. They don't care about the lyrics. They don't care about the melody. You just need that beat. And But I 
in Lyrical Luki, I liked some lyrics more. And what I loved about this song is the melody, the keep me, keep me in a cool, dry place sort of melody going on there. And uh, so I, I think it's interesting that she says that in a song where the rhythm is sort of standard i feel like it's not the most interesting part of the song where the lyrics and the melody sort of are the star of the show of that song in my opinion so yeah Yeah, the rhythm the rhythm's there to do what the rhythm does but it doesn't it is the one consistent thing about it yeah so that is just a taste of how amazing this album is and it's a stunning debut from an exciting new artist So that was Katie Kirby with Cool Dry Place from Cool Dry Place. That is out now on Keeled Scales. Well, Luke, earlier I delivered you a long driving track from 2020. And now I'm going to deliver you a short driving track from 2020. Love it. Uh, So I'm going to play a song from The Ophelias. Are you familiar with the band? Nope, but it sounds like they're named after that woman from Hamlet who famously kills herself. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not super familiar with the origin story of the uh, of the band's name, but I do know that they come from Cincinnati. Nice, which is something. Cincy uh, baby. So the Ophelias. Uh, are self-proclaimed distinctive Baroque rock. Nice. And that's a that's a cool descriptor. Um, and if the it track ain't Baroque, a, don't fix it. <laughs> God damn it. The track <laughs> I'm playing today uh, is described by lyricist Spencer Peppet as uh, dreams of contact with apparitions of old friends and departed poets. Ooh. So maybe that Hamlet... Uh, yeah. Hamlet pull wasn't so crazy. Talking about Billy Shakespeare himself. There's some really cool instrumentation throughout this track. I won't spoil it, but it comes in, and it comes in in a surprising way. A quick descriptor of the band. The Euphelias had spent the last few years, minus these COVID times, uh, touring the country, finding homes in Ohio and New York, and ditching their former all-women descriptor in proud recognition of the trans and non-binary makeup of the group. Hell yeah. So it's a very cool, very interesting band. Uh, I have been listening to their little EP they put out last year a bunch over and over again. I'm hoping to see some new music from them because this song, uh, if they've got any more like it, like sign me up. So why don't we listen to Grand Canyon from the Ophelias? Oh, 
that was a cool song. Uh, I'm assuming that instrumentation you referred to is those like string like the things that super sort of slidey violin. Yeah, some sinister string action going on there, and it was yeah, it was kind of a dark building song. Had a catchy chorus, and it was nice. But yeah, there was definitely like a mood of darkness and mystery to it, which yeah. I enjoyed. And uh, you know, we just talked about how important the rhythm is. And I really loved the drums and the sort of rhythm section going on there. Although the melody was good as well in that song, but yeah, I dug it. It's, it's definitely a dark brooding track and uh, very removed from, from Oceanator, what I played earlier. Uh, But I just kind of appreciate all the places it goes in two minutes. It definitely uses that time very well. Yeah. It definitely uh, build it, build it and evolved. No, nope. build it a word. I don't know. Well, it is now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like that was a good addition to the varied styles that we got going on today. Absolutely. So well done. So that was the Ophelias with Grand Canyon off of Four Luck, courtesy of Joyful Noise Recordings. All right. Well, my last song. I wanted to leave us all on a good note with a big sort of bright song but actually reading uh what the song is about the i do love it when an artist does this where if you just listen to it without digging in it sounds just like bright and bouncy and fun but then when you dig into sort of the meaning it's like well it's kind of a heavier uh subject matter uh this comes from an amazing singer songwriter who is genreless and stylistically adventurous Uh, This is Ron Gallo, and I had played him a couple years ago on the podcast. You know, the album that I had heard, sort of, it was like fuzzy and punky, but also had sort of like a 50s doo-wop sort of element to some songs in there as well. So it's like, he's always doing something interesting. You don't know what he's going to do. His album Piecemeal, which is out today. And that's spelled peace meal, as in like peace, dude, and meal, as in yum, 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 eat my food. And so it's, that's a fun little uh, play on words there. Um, but it, every song that I've heard from this album is is different and brings something new to the table. There's like more slower, vibier ones. And then you got sort of like the beautiful, encouraging tracks like You Are Enough, which You Are Enough, Kevin just had a uh, remix by someone that you're a big fan of, Caroline Rose. I saw that today yeah. when I was I was kind of checking out the playlist, and I hadn't listened to it, but I, I really want to because that album cracked my top ten last year. Yeah, and she does something really interesting because I like, sometimes people will take a remix and not change the song that much. She, like, completely changes it into, like, a more, like, dancey thing which is like completely different from the original it was interesting but yeah we're gonna listen to the song hide in parentheses myself behind you and um ron said this about it he said uh hide is about being with someone because how they make you feel or the idea of them rather than who they really are sometimes we say i love you i want to be with you but maybe what we really mean is i don't like me I don't want to be with myself and you can help distract me from me. 
I really wanted to write a tongue-in-cheek love song from that ugly, honest perspective of what people really mean when chasing love these days, in parentheses, or I guess I should say pre-pandemic, because who knows what the future of relationships looks like. But that's an interesting idea, and I feel like that can be true about a lot of things, certainly relationships, but uh, could be anything else too in life uh and that's sort of on the album uppers tv priest like we were sort of talking about that how you can sort of use different things as uppers to sort of make yourself feel good or sort of distract you from what you don't feel good about you know rather than actually looking at uh who you are and working on that and uh so it is sort of a heavy subject matter but uh it's just a jam, a nice, bright, bouncy jam. Gallo wrote and started recording these songs during a three-month period of self-isolation last summer when immigration forced him back to America from Italy, where he planned to stay with his now-wife and collaborator, Chiara. So, pretty crazy circumstances that he wrote this under. Quite an, an interesting theme going on in the song. So there's a lot going on here. Why don't we take a listen to Ron Gallo with Hide, Myself Behind You.
hot diggity dog. Woohoo! That's uh you know that I've I've listened to the song prior to today. Yeah. And I, I wasn't aware that it was in the uh the pumped up kicks disparity. Because I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm just enjoying oh, this yes, jammy. Yes. Not realizing the kind of dark undertones yeah, that it does have sure. lyrically. Uh, because I think you're significantly more lyrically driven than I am. Yeah, but I'm I don't just, even notice sometimes. Yeah, I just, I'm there for the groove and the jam and just like the vibe of the song. So, like, yeah. had you not said anything, it probably would have taken me many more listens to even pick up on that because he's just kind of he's jamming and sounds happy and just yeah. enjoying things and it's it's just it's delightful unless you pay attention yeah i did sort of just think when i read the title of it like oh that's kind of funny like hide myself behind you um but then yeah when you think about it it is sort of like yeah that sounds sort of like an unhealthy thing of like i'm going to just you know sort of escape into you or the idea of you so i don't have to think about myself and you know when he said like the thing about uh i can't bear to hear the sound of silence or something like that sort of not being able to be alone with yourself which he hates that song yeah he's like why you gotta bring simon and garfunkel into this man (laughs) 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 but yeah ron is awesome i just love uh all the stuff he puts out and this new album uh, is going to be great. And half, he put out like half of it before in singles and now the full thing is out today. And so go check it out because it is uh, awesome. You never know what's going to come on the next song. So that was Ron Gallo with hide myself behind you from piecemeal out today on new West records. That's a perfect segue since that album's out today into us talking about the other music we're excited for coming out today in Shouts. Uh, coming out today, we have Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats with Unlocked 1.5. Love them. Follow up to their uh, their Unlocked project from last year. Which Looking was forward to amazing. That. Yeah, I, I mean, that. if they've if they've got more of that, sign me up. Yeah. I got a few. Obviously, we just talked about Ron Gallo with Piecemeal. Shouts to him. That is out today. Excited about that. Yep. Uh, of Montreal has a new one called I Feel Safe With You, Trash. Uh, I'm thinking maybe that's a whole album from the perspective of Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> that caught me off guard. And I'm excited. Right? I, sign me up. Like That sounds hilarious. Love Kevin Barnes. Always doing fun stuff like that. Uh, Teenage Fan Club, which is the great jangle pop band who's been around since the 90s. They got Endless Arcade, uh, uh, always good stuff. And then Fruit Bats, uh, another band I love, uh, came out with the great album a couple years ago, The Pet Parade, and I have heard that, and it is wonderful. So, yeah, good ones. Go check those out today. As noted on our birth certificates, we are the Sons of Three Daddies. Uh, We are a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetantpodcast.com and check out the YouTube channel for all the stuff going on over there and offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet great interviews reviews music culture games anything you want so that's going to do it for us this week as always i'm luke leben saying you better check your perspective and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfalls this is best song ever baby
been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.